2: They know Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo The podcast that you know Welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast, recording this late on a Monday night after the Kings got one of those wild wins. They set an NBA record. Or at least tied one for the most threes in a first quarter tonight when they knocked down 12 of 13. The lead did disappear at one point, but it was a major fourth quarter because of the Kings defense. The bench stepped up in a big time way and the Kings beat the shorthanded Grizzlies tonight at Golden 1 Center 133 to 100. Memphis didn't have John Moran or Steven Adams, but they still have a lot of good players and the Kings got the job done behind some outstanding defense in that fourth i'm deuce mason that's morgan reagan we've had a long day but we're here we're alive and we're feeling good how you doing mo
3: a long great day dude um yeah i'm feeling feeling really good i i didn't know i needed it but i guess i needed that type of win tonight. And I think I wasn't expecting it because obviously going into this game, thinking John ja Morant and Steven Adams would be playing all the way up until, um, close to the game when they were finally declared inactive. Uh, at that moment, I still felt worried. And then, was feeling good throughout this one until things got close again. So the Kings responding to the Grizzlies getting close and ending this one 133 to 100 was just spectacular And how they did it.
2: There's so much to go over in this game. And the way it started was pretty insane. When you see Harrison Barnes start the game five of five from downtown, Keegan starts the game three of three from downtown. The Kings end up knocking down 12 of 13 from three In the first quarter, Morgan, they dropped 47 points and led 47-33 after one. That was insane shooting that you knew wasn't going to be. I mean, you're not going to shoot 12 or 13 and like that hot. But you knew the Kings were capable of still hitting 20 plus threes that was some impressive shooting, and they did a great job getting great looks.
3: It was scary good, right? The way that guys were feeling super in rhythm with their shot when the ball was being swung around. I remember the other day, I just have to mention this, uh, watching a Celtics game, and uh, Al Horford had a look from three, and he had maybe 10 minutes of this open three point look. A guy that can hit that outside three, he missed it. Stan Van Gundy was talking about how sometimes those are the hardest threes to make. And what you really saw from tonight from the Kings just to compare. It's like every single time the ball was moving, it allowed guys to get into their shooting rhythm. It just had some beautiful energy, some flow to it to allow guys to get into their motion of where they like to shoot the best.
2: Yeah, HB had it
4: rolling. Fox just got fouled in transition, no call. Gives it up to Harrison Barnes. He's on the left wing. Now they reset the half court. Step back three. Harrison Barnes has done it again. Five for five in five minutes, of six minutes of playing time. Oh, my goodness. 24-19. The Kings back up by five. Sacramento, eight of eight from downtown. Well, you know that won't continue.
2: It did not continue the same rate going into the second quarter at all, right? The Kings end up struggling a bit in that second quarter where they go just one of nine from three, in that second quarter the first few minutes of the game you're like you, or the second quarter you're like you're serious you're going to have four turnovers in less than 3 minutes memphis goes on a 10-0 run and then they're right back in the game that second quarter was pretty much a disaster for the kings they had nine turnovers in the second quarter 13 at the half and It was like, is this going to be a repeat of the Sixers game? Felt like like it. You had a lead, you're knocking down shots, and now your defense hasn't been good, and you go into halftime with a five-point lead at (sighs) 66-61.
3: It didn't feel great. And then um, it started feeling worse when they came into the third, but before you get to that, just looking at that second quarter, after starting off so hot, It was frustrating to see the Kings not only lose the lead, but again, how they were losing it, not staying focused, not just staying locked in and wanting to make sure that they were doing everything right against a really good team in the Grizzlies.
2: On the good front, it seemed like the Kings offense was still able to get some things going, but then there would just be turnovers. You know, Sabonis had a few offensive fouls that were crucial. I thought you were just talking about the sloppiness. I thought they kind of steadied a little bit once Malik Monk got into the game in that second quarter. Yeah. He came in and provided a spark. And it's wild. Like last game, the themes we were talking about is they got crushed on the glass and now the bench has given them nothing. You know, M- Malik Monk has been a big topic. you're like, Can this guy get going again? Can we see the Malik Monk that we saw at the start of the season who was kind of doing a little bit of everything, setting up teammates, knocking down some shots, getting to the basket. We haven't seen that guy in a minute. That guy showed up tonight, and that really helped the Kings' offense, I thought, in a big way. He got the little pick-and-roll action going with Sabonis, little two-man game, and that was sexy. Dude,
3: the way that he was channeling his energy is exactly the way that we were talking about the other night, that he can do such a good job when it's under control, Um, when it's controlled chaos even at times. But this, it didn't seem chaotic at all. It seemed super under control, and I think there was a point uh, where, yes, in that second quarter— uh Domas Sabonis tipped the ball out after Malik Monk had a baseline miss. So tipped it back out. It went back out to Malik Monk. So Monk's like, okay, I'm gonna reward my big fella. He started driving in the and Sabonis was in that dunker spot. All the defense was going to Malik Monk, who was driving in the paint. He dished it off to Sabonis just for an easy jam. And in that moment, it was just great because that whole, that whole little section it wasn't even the entire possession but right there within that possession those two completed that play the right way they really just fed off each other and that's where i'm like this is where malik monk is at his best
2: it was the one way that i felt like the kings could get sabonis some easier looks i felt like early on he was just trying to play bully ball a little bit and he was getting frustrated you know they've got good length out there jaron jackson is just such a pest defensively yeah he's long even if he's not blocking your shot he's contested He's doing a great job. And, you know, when you're driving inside, you got Tillman down there, who's a bigger body. You got Jackson down there. It's hard to get some things going. And they were so aggressive. Memphis was with the double teams on Sabonis anytime he touched the ball. So what better way to get him going? Get a little pick and roll action. Malik Monk out there with some shooters. Get Sabonis an easy look inside.
3: Yeah, it was getting Sabonis those easy looks. It was getting the shooters from the outside to relocate and just have a nice little spot up shot. Um, everyone was just looking a little bit more locked in whenever things were going well tonight.
2: In that third quarter, it didn't get much better at the start of it. It was similar to the second quarter again. It just felt sloppy. The Kings weren't. Knocking down some shots at the end of it. And then all of a sudden, Grizzlies kept chip, chip, chipping away. Got the lead. They got the lead. I was wondering what was going through your mind when the Grizzlies took back the lead at 73-71. Bain, this play I wrote down because it kind of bugged me. Mm-hmm. I forget who he blew by initially, but Fox could have come over and helped, but he backed off last second. I okay. felt like he just gave him a... There was no contest. And I I, I think he was trying to avoid the foul. The foul. I don't want you to do that in that situation. That's my one like played here. Because I thought he was great defensively tonight. Yeah, Even before what the fourth quarter, what he did getting in the Tyus Jones playing physical up in that guy. And if you watch Fox's defensive highlights the last couple of games, he's trying to get in the guys a little more. And it's encouraging to see. But that particular play on the help, go out there and foul the guy don't let Desmond Bain just coast in for a layup to take the lead.
3: Sure. And you're talking about, just like you're saying a particular play and um, that's fine to want it to end up like that. But like you said, there was just so many other moments where he was putting that perimeter pressure on and making things so much harder for them. But before we get to that, just the start of the third quarter, when Desmond Bain was getting buckets and getting to his spots and getting those line drives. And when they took the lead I felt deflated. So if I felt that way, I wasn't sure how they were going to feel. And I was feeling that mostly because of what happened against the Sixers, right? Not Mm -hmm. just because of 21 point lead, but how they lost the lead and how they never responded to really get it back. I was feeling that same way tonight because I'm like, okay, Grizzlies are a good team. I see how this is going to go.
2: Well, I thought they, they had some nice moments toward the end of the third quarter. They were able to get some separation again. And it was, again, when Malik Monk came into the game. I thought Monk did some nice stuff. And then Trey Lyles. Oh, we've been about Trey Lyles tonight. We have to talk about everyone. It was wild to look at what he was able to do out there tonight. Let's just go to the fourth quarter. The Kings took a 10-point lead into the fourth quarter because of plays like this.
4: Fox to Holmes. Rip it down, big fella. Rashawn Holmes on a perfectly placed pass from De'Aaron Fox. Fox just got his seventh assist to the ball game. Seven unanswered for the Kings. And here's Fox with the steal. Fox now into the front court. Left wing feed. Trey Lyles. He's ready for three. He's got the bucket. And the lead is suddenly up to 14 in the final minute of the third. Ten unanswered points for Sacramento. Timeout taken by the Grizzlies.
2: Yeah, that made it 100 to 86 when it was a four-point game at 90 to 86. So a nice 10-0 run. They end up taking a 10-point lead into the fourth quarter. And hey, what do you know? It was the defense coming up. And how about that bench? The bench tonight was marvelous. And it's fine. The scoring's fine. Uh Of course, you need buckets. I need rebounds. I need stops. I need movement deflections. The bench did that tonight. It was Trey Lyles. It was Rashawn Holmes, uh, baby. Huh? And then De'Aaron Fox with that group, too. And that carried into the fourth quarter, Morgan.
3: I am totally with you on that. I thought even Rashawn Holmes in his 14 minutes, he m- made an impact out there. His presence was felt on both ends of the floor. Um, and it's great to see, right, something that we all want to see because we're all rooting for Rashawn Holmes to be that backup center. But it's not only that, it's something that we keep discussing time and time again of what this bench can and cannot do. And when they're not productive, it's not pretty for the Kings, which is can be surprising at times because you have such a solid starting lineup. We went over the numbers of what J.J. Redick was talking about, uh, this starting unit and where they rank in the league on offense and defense when they are on the floor. And it's like top 10, top five.
2: Yeah. So, yeah it's number one in offense and number four in defense. There we go. as a Starting unit. Yes, As a
3: starting unit. So then you look at your bench and it usually doesn't just go downhill with the second unit for the Sacramento Kings. But when things aren't clicking is usually when you can feel, Feel it out there. And it's like, really? You can't even add just to your role of being that guy to get some rebounds or to play defense. And tonight, they added and contributed on the offensive end and on the defensive end with the energy, the deflections, and being in the right places at the right time.
2: Now, let's just talk about what we witnessed in the fourth quarter.
3: Let's talk about
2: it. The Kings outscored Memphis. (laughs) Oh, yes.
3: 33 to
2: 10. Yes, 33 to 10. In the quarter, we got to get to some insane stats about that fact, including the fact that in that quarter, Morgan, Memphis was two of 19. They were o of seven from three. They had 10 turnovers. The Kings in the fourth quarter had eight steals in three blocks. That's absurd. That's
3: nuts. You guys, I mean, just there was the sequence when there's back to back Grizzlies turnovers and it ended up leading to the two
2: dumps are you talking about this stretch
3: steal attempt oh
4: what a great job by trey lyles he poked it away he goes to the full transition hammer he wound up and windmilled that one home for 21 points and an 11 point kings lead 107 96 here's another deflection lyles pokes it away grabbed by the kings lead it to monk he goes for the two-hand rip 109-96, 9-12 to go. Grizzlies take their next-to-last timeout. Defense leading to offense.
2: Amazing. That was an amazing stretch. And it was so fun to see Trey Lyles make those plays. Be honest, though. On that first play, when he went up for the dunk, were you a little worried?
3: Yeah, I saw your tweet about that, and I was like, yes, I'm so glad someone
2: else noticed that. Oh my, when he took off, I'm going, oh, no, he's going to be short on this. Yeah. Like, he took off from far. A little too far, in my opinion, still. It wasn't too far. No. Don't sleep on Trey Lyles.
3: I'm not sleeping this on Trey This
2: guy deserves some love this year because of...
3: Lots of love.
2: He came the camp in shape. He was ready to go. And he was asked about that after the game too. And it's just like, yeah, I just am able to run more. I'm just more, I'm in better shape. It helps me out there. And it's, it's good to see that for him.
3: Mike baby on the post game show on NBC sports, uh, said I didn't, he said this about Trey Lyles. I didn't really know who he was before <laughs> tonight. And I loved it because I'm like, you know. Mike Bibby's out there coaching. He's out doing other things. You know what's wild, though?
2: What? It's just like you played in the NBA. You think you've watched basketball for the rest of your life. You think? Like, when I'm done with this media game, I'm still paying attention to what everyone does. Dude,
3: but then, I mean, yes, yes to watching it for the rest of your life. But um, when I saw Lindsey Harding on the floor the other day, we were talking about still hooping or something. She was like, no, I haven't played since. And I was like, really? And she was like, when I was done, I was done. I was completed, and because we were asking like if she still gets shots up, like that's her workout. And she's like, no, get me on a Peloton. And I'm like, and she's like, you know, I'll, I rebound for the guys. Like that's where I get my basketball fix. But I'm talking about watching. And and so watching the game, though, I'm with you. Like if you play at that level, I'm like, especially for a team that you played on. And it's not like he bounced around the league everywhere, right? And so it's it is interesting when he did say that. But my whole point to this is Trey Lyles stood out to him. On a different level tonight and it made sense because the guy was dunking the ball he was knocking down all the threes he was getting deflections he was just everywhere fantastic performance by him
2: funny comment from steven who says if trey gets drug tested tomorrow he probably will at this rate to be honest that's how the league works and how about this stat from jason ross over the final 9 45 of the game the Kings held Memphis to just four points on four made free throws. They forced eight turnovers, and Memphis missed their last fifteen shots. The closing run was thirty to four. You know, it's like, yeah, Memphis missed some gimmies in there too. But Sacramento's activity—they, it's amazing to watch when a team gets into like a complete rhythm, and it, you don't see it a lot from the Kings, especially defensively. Yeah, you see these like moments. Oh, that was good defensive possession. That was clearly like their best stretch of defense in a game all year where they were just flying everywhere. The communication was perfect. Rashawn Holmes is playing the pick and roll perfectly. Hands are up. Deflections are happening. Guys are getting after rebounds.
3: Rotations, baby. Uh, it was it was perfection.
2: Is it going to happen every night? No, but that type of effort is what the Kings need to have. And I love that. They responded like that after what happened last game. You took on a shorthanded Sixers team without their big fella in, in Embiid, without Harden, got destroyed on the glass, mm-hmm. right? Like, it was Paul Reed and Montrez Harrell. And, oh, by the way, no one on the Sixers had double-digit rebounds. It was all guys with six or more. And tonight, the Kings were like, oh, yeah, we got a gang rebound. Mike Brown called us out at practice. Like, we got to show up tonight, and they did.
3: 53 to 31 They out-rebounded the Grizzlies, 53-31. to And I know so many people are like, but no, Steven Adams. It doesn't matter, you guys. Like, if you look at their roster, like, the rest of their squad can step up. Look what they did last year. It was last year or the beginning of this year without John Morant. It was last year, right? Yeah, last year they missed Thank some you large you stretches. They point. won games, yeah. But that my point is when John Morant was out and they were still winning games. Like they have a culture in place. They have a foundation in place. And so um it was nice to see that the Kings were still going to dominate especially on that defensive end especially because their backup point guard like we said Tyus Jones uh Probably one of the best backup point guards in this league. So to He's step the best up, backup point, guard yeah, guy, to step up in that starting lineup, it just meant okay, like the next man up for mentality for them. Um, another thing too, Will Zia tweeted out earlier tonight before the game. He said Jaron Jackson Jr. is the best interior defender in the NBA in his opinion, holding opponents to fifty four point one percent in the restricted area, which is ranked uh, first out of the 428 players. And I just thought that was fantastic. Cause you see his dominance in there in what chaos he creates in there. But the Kings on the offensive end, were still scoring also in
2: the paint. The other set that will Z had, that was pretty absurd because <laughs> I know it's, it's, he's so I was looking at the King's turnovers at one point. I look and I'm like, um, they're up 30 and they have 25 turnovers in this game. They finished with 25 turnovers and won by 33 points. That's pretty damn weird, but it just shows you how elite the shooting was tonight. The yep. ball was still moving around. The Kings are the first team to win by 30 plus points with at least 24 turnovers since the Seattle Supersonics did in February of 2000. Yeah, the Supersonics, rest in peace. They're not here. That happened <laughs> oh. in 2000, 23 years ago. How did he even? What are you, Wilsey?
3: freaking robot that
2: that it was just one of those weird ass games but i love what i saw from the kings tonight it it was a great bounce back game on the home floor you're back to eight games above 527 and 19 and the season series between the two teams memphis and sacramento tied at 2-2 so that's encouraging too um 20 points for Harrison Barnes on 6 of 10 shooting, 6 of 9 from 3. Are we We,
3: giving him enough love really quick?
2: You know what? Before we get there, let's go to Mike Brown. Do it. Let's hear some Mike Brown because here's what he had to say about the bench. I I thought Trey was – Trey, Malik, and Rashawn were
5: huge, huge off the bench uh, Mm. for us tonight. And not just with their scoring. I thought defensively they were really, really big, uh, but more – importantly than than their defense was was their ability to rebound Um, their ability to rebound and let us get out and run you know that contributed to the 30 fast break points that we had but I I jumped our team pretty good uh, this morning about our inability to rebound against Philly and uh, Malik got an earful from me as well as a couple others and I must say you know he stepped up and showed out with the with the 9 rebounds tonight uh 7 of them defensively now i i don't know if he's capable of getting 9 every night you know but uh he definitely can rebound and we need him to rebound when he's on the floor and he showed that ability tonight which was which was beautiful so a lot of great individual performances from our guys
2: but that was big time stuff malik monk in the game morgan 13 points Nine rebounds, eight assists on five of nine shooting. He did that in just under twenty-four minutes of work.
3: You heard that one rebound toward the end of the game where he just like corralled it with one arm. And was like ah, <laughs> just just the energy, the chaos, yes. dude. The
2: chaos of Malik Monk, man. It's a ride. It's a roller coaster ride.
3: It is,
2: and it goes up and down. You get nervous sometimes it's when he's handling ride. the rock, but tonight when he's in control, he's playing with it like. He's going to take some wild shots every once in a while. He's going to make some wild shots, too. But I loved him setting up Sabonis a ton. The rebounding was massive tonight. That's it. Those type of numbers off the bench are incredible.
3: Yeah. I, I'm I'm absolutely with you. And um, just seen, seemed focused and really locked in. You see how that can help some really athletic players' games. It just does something different for them. You know, I think there's so many different players with so many different personalities, especially on this team. You see Calm, Cool, and Collect, Keep Your keep your Body Language here, Trey Lyles, who is still dominating at this level, and then you see Malik Monk, whose chaotic energy is still dominating at this level. It's just great that you can have a whole bunch of personalities meet at the same place. It's
2: also great. That's a Monday night. Oh. We're approaching Tuesday morning oh. in Sacramento, and we've got six hundred plus people watching us live right now. Let's oh, go. let's keep it rocking. Let's keep it moving. Make sure if you're here, hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed, and also remind yourself that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, when we're live again in the morning from eleven a.m. to two p.m. on Sacktown Town Sports. You're there too on our YouTube uh, feed. I'm going to drop that link in the chat. Hell too.
3: yeah, you are. Give so,
2: Cause we're, we're going to be on and it's going to be fun. We're going to be talking a lot of Kings. We talk everything, but it's going to be a lot of what went down tonight. So make sure you are subscribed to that channel. Give that a thumbs up. Cause we're trying to build that. Let's take over Sacramento. Appreciate you guys being here. Let's uh, get to the poll question.
3: Yeah. What it, what was it tonight?
2: Who was your dog oh, in the Knights? Of
3: course. Why would I even ask that? The
2: options. Malik Monk. We mentioned him 13 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists. Keegan Murray, 20 points and 9 rebounds? I know. Oh, Rook. Look at you hitting the glass. Uh, Harrison Barnes with twenty six 6 of 9 from 3. Or Trey Lowes, 24 points, 6 rebounds, 2 steals, and 3 blocks in this game.
3: I've got... Twin dogs for this game for me.
2: Twin dogs.
3: Yeah, I have to give it to both.
2: Okay. Is that okay? Who is it? Let me. I'll, I'll prove it. Depending on who it is, if if it's what I have written down, I'll approve of it tonight. But you cannot do twin bills all the time. Okay. Okay.
3: So obviously Trey Lyles. Yes. My other one, and just hear me out before you <laughs> say anything. <Rough>. No barking. <laughs> okay. Remember dislike. Harrison Barnes, because he set the tone with his shot making ability right from the start. Yes. That's
2: fine. You know, it's your dog. Yeah. But like, yeah, Yeah. that's fine. It's your dog. I'm not going to go there. All I'm going to say, you're right. Fine. I I can't even, I can't argue it. I just think Malik Monk, who has been, Malik needed this game tonight. For sure. He needed a game like this for him. You know, Mike kind of called him out last game. I mean, there was kind of hits. Yeah.
3: Or that Wolves. Dogs and Wolves. same time, thing
2: same yeah. thing yeah um I, I just what malik monk has been going through recently sure. the major funk for him to come out like this in a in a situation where they need to get a win against a really disciplined team a team like memphis who plays physical you saw that tonight mm-hmm. i mean they play with a little bit of an edge they're punch you in the mouth they're talk Ooh. some shit while doing it i loved what i saw from him but your point on harrison barnes tonight I mean, you come out of the gate and you start five of five from three And it. He had one heat check and it was like that step back one. But other than that, he got good looks and he knocked yeah. him down. And for a guy, by the way, who was shooting like terribly from three to start. What is going on with him in the month of January? I, I think going awesome. into going into tonight, he was shooting 38%. From three which is like oh there you go like i said wow. remember i told you that before the season i said pointing? this guy's a 40 percent three-point shooter in his time in sacramento well shit he might be there tonight
3: yeah we will check that out and see if he's there tonight bit but either way even if he's in that high 30 range his shot has looked so different because he's beaming with confidence I right like what you did there like yeah, the beam. beaming i'm yeah, yeah. lighting the beam uh, beaming with confidence um you you can see he feels so much more comfortable and confident in this motion offense and feeding off of guys and understanding his value and his role with this team offensively.
2: I'm looking at this month in three-point shooting in the NBA.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: This is what? insane. In the month of January, Harrison Barnes oh. leads the NBA in oh. three-point makes. How insane is that?
3: That's insane. Number
2: one in the NBA in January. In 12 games, he has made 44 of 83 from downtown. That is good for 53%. He is number one, Dame Lillard number three, Buddy Healed number... Th- I'm sorry, Dame Lillard two, Buddy Healed and Keegan Murray tied for three. So, you got... Talking about January, you've got... We haven't talked about Keegan Murray yet, right? Harrison Barnes has knocked down 44 threes this month. Keegan Murray... Has knocked down 39 of 76 for 51%. You've got two of your guys in the top three and three pointers made this month.
3: And what's so wild about this, and not and it doesn't bring anything wow. down, is that Kevin Herter isn't even on this list after right, the right. way he started this season right and not to say that he's not going to find that groove that rhythm again um even on a consistent level but either way it's so cool that you're getting this contribution from so many different pieces on your team from deep
2: i know and you know it's crazy it's kevin Herder's not shooting a bad percentage this month he is shooting 38 yes, 38% from yes. that's good three-point shooting you'll take that but two of your players right now are shooting absurd from outside even trey lyles He's taken six, um, excuse I me, mean, double-check that. I almost messed up again. Yeah, uh, do, do uh, that. Trey Lyles has taken three a game, but he's shooting at a 47% clip this month. So the three-point shooting, the Kings offense has been rolling. Uh, we talk about HB. I want to talk about Keegan Murray's night tonight, Morgan, because mm-hmm. it just seems like he is starting to really get probably into the best rhythm we have seen since the start of this season. Yeah, what's jumped out to you about Keegan
3: that I know when he first started this season, we talked about how he doesn't look like a rookie out there, right? Like just NBA ready. He's already shown growth in his body language, his presence out there, the way that he looks much more confident when he's, Knocking down that three, whether it's an open three, whether it's a contested three or the way that he's going to the rim with authority, ready to throw it down, ready to accept that contact uh, and not just look for a foul. It looks much different, right? Than it did, like you know what I mean. Like remember the beginning of the season when a lot of the balls would float up, and he'd be like, "Let me try and just get this high off the glass." And it's like, "No, bud, you're six eight. You're a strong man." Dude,
2: he had a take today that I noted. I want to know where was this at in the game? Yes, second quarter. He had that drive where he got the and one. He took that shit like an NFL running back. Yeah, he took that in and went all the way strong on two defenders on memphis got the and one
3: just make smart moves and we already knew that he was a high iq player but truly i think um seeing the leap in his development little over halfway through the season uh overcoming all the challenges that have been thrown at him early on to put him in somewhat of a slump i think that's been the greatest thing that stood out to me about keegan murray so far
2: yeah and in this month he has really put up some efficient numbers Uh, He is averaging 14 points a game, 52% shooting, uh, 51% from three-point land, 93% from the line, and he's at just under six rebounds a game. So that's encouraging to see the rebounding tick up because I think we keep going back to that that Lakers game where he finished with zero rebounds. He followed that up with a three-rebound game. Since then, it's looked a lot better for him.
3: The response has been wonderful. He's just got a –
2: with Keegan – He's got the size and the length to go get boards.
0: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward.
1: Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
2: Just gotta be physical. And I you're mean, seeing he's got, he's, yes.
3: he's developing that. Yeah,
2: and tonight, going up against the Grizzlies. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a tough team. That's a long team. That's a team that's gonna bounce you around. They're they're going to get physical with you. So I was super encouraged by that. I have a question for you, because I, you know, obviously after a win, we're super excited. Everything's great. <laughs> Kings are 27 to 19. Mm-hmm. How? Because we saw some bad defense tonight. We, we saw did. we saw some sloppiness. Second I was more quarter, upset with the sloppiness. Or anything, but the defense. How do you get a happy medium? Like oh. you're not going to get that fourth quarter. That was total like lockdown defense where a team it had you know second. I have a back to back tired legs by the five minute mark or whatever. Jenkins pulls his guys. Going okay. Yeah, we've seen enough. How do you get this type of effort on a consistent basis fight?
3: Tell me if I'm wrong. (sighs) I feel like even some of the best teams have these lapses in the NBA. And I'm even talking like Celtics, right? You mean lulls
2: in a game? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like you, another team goes on a run and sure they're breaking down your defense because... One, they're doing a better job offensively, but two, maybe you have a different lineup in or something about your mindset just as an individual because it's, it's, you got to be playing as a really good team defense, especially when you're the Sacramento Kings. You don't have a whole bunch of, um, top tier individual defenders out there. So that's what really makes them good. So if one guy is effing up, and is two steps over here and needs to get one step in the paint the geometry of the floor really comes into play in these moments and and those are like mental lapses right and so that's why i think with the kings the response has to be quicker the adjustments have to be after a mike brown timeout you got to figure it out that's what like the really good teams do they'll have those lulls, but then they'll figure it out with a timeout adjustment or whatever it may be.
2: Yeah, and I felt like one thing that the Kings kept giving up tonight was in the pick and roll. It seemed like they ran the play 8 billion times. Was Memphis in the pick and roll. The defense would collapse because they're so focused on the paint. And they gave up corner threes a lot. Memphis did miss some tonight. They ended up going way cold in that fourth quarter. But I'm like, you can't give Jaron Jackson the corner three. You can't be giving up those type of looks. And I, I felt like that hurt the Kings a lot. And um, I know they're so focused on the paint right now. And I get all that. Yeah. They're really trying to collapse on that. But even some of the stuff that grinds my gears, Morgan, when it comes to this team defensively, is when they do come out to close out on three-point shooters, oh, they're just... They, they bite. Again, it's too, They close out too hard. Or you're right. It's like... I saw that probably four to five times tonight, where the the person with the ball that got the ball from three would pump fake and then take the shot. Yeah, like you're you're flying at me that hard, and you want to recover. Yep. But when you look at the good defensive teams, man, they can get out and get in position where they can not only contest, but they they're in a good position to not give up. It's middle
3: staying disciplined, yeah. right, and and chopping the feet up and staying squared up and not angling the guy. To be like, okay, I'm going to force you baseline or I'm going to force you middle. It's, it's, I'm trying to play you straight up and that's what you have to do at this level. It's not easy. No, it's not. You're right. But it, and I understand your frustrations, but at the same time too, I think your expectations have taken a leap with what you expect and what you want to see consistently from this team defensively. But you also have to understand the leap that they have taken, even from the beginning of the season to now with so many different things getting better.
2: I just like they, they close out so hard on all that thing's the most uh, frustrating. Yeah. You, he's frustrating. just reading this. He's saying you sprint at him because you're, reco- it's taking you, uh, you're in the paint and you're trying to recover. He gets the ball. He's going, okay, well fly at me. <laughs> Let me step over and shoot a three. You know, like just be a little better than that. Yeah. Because, discipline. and then I saw Keegan, you know, and that this is more of a rookie thing. And I, they'll, they'll look back on tape on, on this and all this. But, you know, he comes out so strong and he tries to get in that position where he's able to like contest without jumping. But he comes out so strong that the guy goes, okay, I'm just going to drive now. Cause you're out of position. You're lunging forward now. Which forces
3: the help to come up, which forces the yeah. next person to rotate over, which, Usually, it's the
2: little things, and 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 I I think Keegan's smart enough defensively that he'll improve on that. But it's not just him; it's it's a lot of guys on the Kings. But that's where you that's where you see that fourth quarter. Like, oh god, that's perfection. Uh, After the game, I was a little surprised because I thought for sure Lyles was going to get Defensive Player of the Game. But we talked about De'Aaron Fox. I thought De'Aaron was really good tonight, and in that fourth quarter, the deflections by him, he was everywhere. Mike Brown, what do you think about De'Aaron tonight? I really felt
5: uh, Foxy set the tone for us towards ending that third quarter and going into the fourth quarter with his defense. His defense was unbelievable. He had six, seven, eight deflections tonight. Um, He was extremely active. His ball pressure was fantastic. And being the head of the snake on that end of the floor – uh, really gets the rest of the guys going, and so uh, he, he was—he was fun to watch. Not not all uh, offensively, he was—he's always fun, but defensively, he was really fun to watch tonight. Uh, and his leadership too—he uh, took over down the stretch, making the right calls. Uh, there probably was in the second half, three or four times in the huddle, <clears throat> I went in and I just said, "Foxy, what you want?" Mm. And he took over the huddle and told the guys what to run and where to go and all that other stuff. And when you start to get that consistently, uh, it's pretty good.
3: Yeah, it is. It just, I mean, the impact that De'Aaron Fox's maturity has taken on entire squad i mean look Sabonis had a triple double tonight and we're we're talking about you know trey lyles and i know i know but we're talking about trey lyles and almost had,
2: he almost had a westbrook tonight
3: hey you get out of here with that but you know what that is it's something really bad
2: what do you think it is though
3: oh is it something really
2: bad he had Fourteen points, eleven assists, ten rebounds, eight turnovers. Two away from the Westbrook, oh, the quadruple double. So
3: it is bad. Yeah. I was thinking it was like a certain play that he did bad, um, but yeah, but whatever. Like you're gonna have that sometimes, and that's okay because he's he's perfect. In my, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, but but you look. I'm at... I'm kidding, Ragnarok. <laughs> I like. Come on. You look at what Deer and Fox's uh, leadership qualities. Uh, have taken a leap in the growth of and uh, development
2: of his leadership
3: skills. Because
2: that was something that was a lot of people criticized about him.
3: Yeah. Well, because n- n- I don't think any of us here or even around the league saw this coming saw that this was going to be possible everyone wanted this from him I mean the amount of times that I just was like oh yeah he's just not going to be that type of leader and that's okay and it's so cool that he has taken that step and that the entire team has stepped up as well to rally behind him in what he has to say in those huddles like Mike Brown is saying
2: it's where you get a coach who's able to connect with players and get the respect absolutely
3: a buy-in
2: I mean in life, when you've got someone that can get something positive out of you that's in there somewhere, that's, that's big time stuff. And that's obviously something that other people have not been able to tap into when it comes to De'Aaron Fox. And Mike Brown has clearly done that with him, where he has taken such strides not only with his game, but that type of leadership. And I do think even that guy like Sabonis has helped that too.
3: Yeah, I i mean, the, the two of them together, um, what they've been able to contribute as leaders and as a coach, when you have players like that, not only is it so valuable, obviously, but it allows you to focus on other things that you might want to focus on, whether it's encouraging another player down the bench or off the bench or um, – focusing on you know trying to tell them what they need to adjust in their game because you don't need to worry about these two guys and so it's just good all around and i'm just so glad that we're seeing it develop game by game
2: anyone else jump out to you tonight we've covered hb keegan sabonis uh i thought sabonis you know they're Memphis was aggressive with him, and it's wild because coming into tonight, he averaged 12 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists against them. The 12 points, you're going, huh, uh, that's not a great number. Uh, he had 14 tonight. Memphis does a really good job on him, and I think one weakness Sabonis has is just dealing with other bigs who have length and size that can kind of match his physicality it was good to get him going and pick and rolls because I think that's the way you can get him going. He he gets frustrated sometimes, too, oh, when he, he misses shots inside. And you saw that with that one where he got frustrated, he got the ball back, and, man, did he just give a body blow to Jaron Jackson Jr., just right into his chest. Jackson sold it. They called an offensive foul. Uh, but he, he struggled with turnovers to, in this game.
3: Yeah, not fun to see when one of your main guys has that number in that category um, at the same time he was contributing in all the other categories, you know, trying to make up for it, canceling each other out, whatever you want to say, but there's so many, there's such a different type of work he has to do against a team like this. And luckily Steven Adams wasn't in there. And I know this would have been more of your midterm term exam and a way to really see a measuring stick game yeah. yeah, and measure where the Kings are at. If Steven Adams and John Morant were in there as well, but I'm okay that it wasn't that I'm okay with just getting the W sometimes because I think that in a W like this, we're winning by 33 points is so valuable to your team's mentality to your team in the win loss column, when you're trying to make it in this Western conference. And that's all that matters to me right now. I mean, people want to act like, Oh, well, what are you going to do in the postseason? Get there, get there. <laughs>
2: it's their largest margin of victory this wow. year. The 33 wow. point win one more stat. And then we got to get some people in the, in the YouTube chat. Cause you guys have been on fire tonight. How about this stat from Optistats? Harrison Barnes was 6 of 9 from three, sixty-six percent Trey Lyles was 6 of 8, 75%. And Keegan Murray, 5 for 7 from 3, 71%. They're the first trio in NBA history to each make 5 3s while shooting 65% or better from beyond the arc in the same game. Pretty wild. Wow. It's a wild stat. That's it. I'll, we'll count it. Some of these yeah. stats are ridiculous, but I'll count that one. Also, shout out to Muhammad in the chat who says... Who donated five bucks, by the way. Give him a hell yeah. Uh, besides oh, the goodness. winning, how about our team having no off-court drama or no negative energy between players or coaches? Team, including coaches, are all unified. Yeah. and Great I think, point. I mean, and think about, like, some of the guys who think they should be playing. And we're Sean Holmes.
3: And you're not hearing Terrence from saves. their camp that they're unhappy and that they hate this and they hate that. You're not hearing that shit. And yeah. that, to me absolutely very powerful um something you don't talk about really when it's not there but when you've dealt with it for so long it is a great perspective to have
2: shout out to neil who says looking for the beam from london yeah maybe like king's fans should launch beams all over the world that'd be so cool that'd be a good gimmick like the king has become an international team and it's like hey we're lighting the beam and it's like lit all over the world I would, like that, I'm huh? sure
3: there's some people that like I think there's someone in San Diego that put it on TikTok they made their own beam to no, light that's up. That's true. That's
2: cool. You know? I like that stuff. Yeah. Um let's see. Aunt D says uh Keegan's development is one of the most important things the Kings are doing this year. Yeah. Developing him in such a good way. This is uh, I don't think there could be a better environment for a young player to to learn and it's to be around winning, to be around accountability. I mean, the Houston Rockets tonight ended their thirteen game win streak. they, they beat Minnesota.
3: Wait, their thirteen game losing, losing streak. streak. Thank you.
2: I've been on for a while, Morgan. Um, thank you for correct- correcting me. But um, you know, the you just look at that team sometimes and it just lacks structure. And I understand the whole hey, you got a tank and blah blah blah. But man, there is something about having a really talented like player who can grow in a around winning. Yeah, you know, and that it. And be
3: asked to only do so much. Right, in they their gotta role. get
2: they gotta get Keegan more shots the way he's playing, honestly. I mean, I loved even in that first quarter, he knocked down a couple of threes. He had one that was open, pump fake, came in, hit a mid range jumper.
3: Yeah. Smart guy.
2: Yeah. Um, Lee says Sabonis was saying Keegan is learning how he could be physical without worrying about fouling. Exactly. And that takes the time for some young players. God, I love all you people in the chat right now. <laughs> Um, coach Mike Brown has high expectations for Keegan says CJ and he's been meeting them. Mm-hmm. No, I, I completely agree. Pushes him. Also, I'm sorry. We still have close to 600 people watching us live right now. Can we get the 300 thumbs up? All the thumbs up. All that does is help our channel grow.
3: Algorithms. Yeah. Just hit it. <laughs> that means
2: we're going to be seen by more people. Also hit the subscribe button. We've had. As Yama do it, Amplifying Pixels subscribe. We had Jonathan subscribe. Appreciate everyone as we Thanks try everyone. to close to 10,000 subs. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we got a pick of the chain tonight that De'Aaron Fox put on. So. Oh,
3: yeah. Some people were asking. He obviously got the, the uh, defensive player, the game chain. I know we mentioned that early on, but... Um, no photo. Yeah. Hmm. Not yet.
2: We'll, we'll take a look in a okay, bit. Okay. Thank you. Solid who became a member on YouTube. Cabby bring up a point. Trey, the JJJ whisperer Lyles was gotten by trading Bagley. How is this even real life? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I remember that trade deadline because they, they got what Trey Lyles, Josh Jackson back in that deal. I think D Vincenzo was involved, the three team deal. And, Who would have thought that Trey Lyles would be the most impactful player in that, in that trade. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of wild.
3: It is wild. It's, it's, I don't think any of us expected to see something like this. I think you and I did a small breaking news pod on some of the new acquisitions, but um, there wasn't much to really say Matt Barnes, said that he remembers playing against him in one of his final years of playing in the NBA and was just like, he remembered him being like, Oh man, this guy can shoot. This guy is big.
2: And uh, to his point about defending Jaron Jackson jr. That one play late where he got the jump ball on Jaron Jackson. Yeah.
3: That was big too. Yeah. No, Ah. it's and dude, Jaron Jackson jr. In so many different ways, just the way that he battles for the basketball, um, disrupts every shot at the rim. There it's scary yeah. in there. He is team, so man. active. He is so good in there. I mean, especially when he's not fouling, but I thought he did a pretty good job of that tonight.
2: Well, the Kings end up shooting 55% in this game, 22 of 40 from 3. Mm-hmm. One 3 pointer shy of tying the franchise record they set earlier this year. Another fun part about this game is we didn't see 8 billion free throws. It's probably because John Morant didn't play in this game. Uh, Memphis was just 8 of 10 from the line. Sacramento 13 of 14. The Kings won the rebounding battle 52 to 31. They had 37 assists on 49 makes. Mm. What an unbelievable number. Yep. So the Kings put up 133 and they took... 9 fewer shot attempts than the Memphis Grizzlies. Wow. Just what? Just crazy.
3: It it really it really is. It's one of those nights where I'm just really happy with the way they played. And I think sometimes people want to be picky with some things and be like, "Oh, but this wasn't good here and this That's how the game is. Like, I know you were even talking about consistency for a little bit there. And it's like, we would love if every game could be that consistent. They were also playing a good team in the Memphis Grizzlies, even if they were down two of their guys.
2: Great point from Joe, too. He says, is hella cute, too.
3: Great point, Joe, <laughs> hella cute and good at basketball.
2: Joe. Also, thank you for becoming a member. Hey, Marcus in the chat says, what are your thoughts about Rui going to the Lakers? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We go- got a trade in the NBA. I know there's a report from Michael Scotto from, um, hoops hype this morning said the Kings were maybe interested along with the Mavs. And then two hours later, he was traded to the Lakers for a few second round picks and Kendrick none. Um, yeah, I, It's like a low-risk move for the Lakers. I mean, I I think getting Rui in an environment that is different is good. I think you look at Rui, and I mentioned this today on our show on Sackdown Sports, um, I think the idea of Rui right now is better than the reality of Rui. And he's got the size, he's got the length, inconsistent defensively. God, if he can knock down the shot consistently. Like, there's things you look at and you watch him and you go, oh, you see something in there can it get elevated to another level with the Lakers? I don't know. I think that's a challenge. I think it's a good move for them to take a look at him. And if it turns into something great, but it doesn't all of a sudden propel them, that wasn't the big move for the Lakers. right? Yeah.
3: I, it's like, I don't see, I, I, I really like Rui. And I think, um, it is situational for him. And I think he can play better somewhere else. But when I look at the Lakers situation, I'm not going, Oh yeah, he's going to excel there. Like that's the place to make his game even that much better. No, not necessarily. Um, I think LeBron James can make anyone around him better, but at the same time, it's just a, it's a weird ass team. And there's, there's nights that they're on and they're getting these weird wins. And then there's other nights where it's just like, Okay, how is this team even going to be in the postseason? So, yeah, good for the Lakers for even making a move, though. And I think it moves the needle a little bit for them. In does the it? Se- like, no, no, what, no, no, like no, no, much? no, no, no. Listen, yeah. moves the needle in the sense of it's a change for them. It's an update. It's the start of something. That's but fair. if it's the end of something, then it does, it. the needle stays. Man,
2: I'm really surprised that Kendrick, not like when they signed him. I remember that offseason. They got Monk. They From got Nunn. You're going, those are the two moves you really like. And then yeah. he missed all last year. They really didn't give him much at all. I'm like, God, when he was with Miami a couple years back, I love that He was guy. killing
3: it. Yeah. I mean, we saw him again. We In the yeah. G League, we saw him. We were like, okay, he's a hooper. He's going to play. And then going into Miami system was probably the best way that he could develop in the NBA. And then, yeah, after the injury, just not a lot of... Um, I don't know. I, again, talk about another situation that could be better for Kendrick Nunn.
2: Um, I want to get to what Mike Brown had to say. Uh, someone just shared this, and Coach, oh, we didn't hear it yet. Uh, seen... He was talking about someone in our Discord shared it, so you guys should hop in our Discord, too. It's a great community. Sometimes it gets a little crazy sometimes, but, you know, it's kind of worth it, too. Uh, Mike Brown talking about Keegan Murray Strides.
5: Coach, how much more comfortable have you seen Keegan grow in the world of the NBA on and off the court? Uh, he, he's he's uh he's getting comfortable I mean it, it you could just see it he's starting to attack more and when he attacked previous you know early in the season he was shooting a layup fading away and getting it smacked you know and now he's starting to understand that I am pretty strong I am pretty athletic I do have some quickness I can score over people and That evolution is just the beginning of what he can be because we already know he can shoot the three. Most people, they haven't seen a ton of it. His pull-up game is going to be outrageous, I'm telling you, because he's got just such a great touch. But now his ability to get to the rim and finish in traffic is his next step offensively because when he does do that, he's just going to have the defense go like that. And now plays are going to be simply made for for his teammates and it's going to make the game not only easier for him but easier for the rest of us which is what we're waiting on but the evolution is starting to happen right in front of us
2: uh, i'm sorry i'm just sometimes i'm just going to be straight with you guys right now are we mike brown <laughs> <laughs> i mean is mike brown just listen to our podcast and pull what we say I know I'm the basketball mom. Shut but are up. You kidding shut me? up. Shut up. This is what we said. To, we said
3: that it is, It's really funny. We've had have, this. Oh, the
2: growth. You're seeing the consistency.
3: There's so many times, like in a shoot around, people will be getting audio and then they'll we'll hear it online and we're like "Dude, we talked about that same thing last night oh that's really good mike brown was breaking down that same thing <laughs> but then to see that right there in the post game too it is it is fun to see and obviously so many other people see it but it is fun like saying it and then he says it it, it does make me feel it good it's like good. okay we're on track
2: we're good. good to be locked in man <laughs> um so someone else stupid. in the chat was mentioning uh, what do you guys think of jonathan isaac's return to the nba well i uh, What's wild for Jonathan Isaac, he played his first game tonight in over 900 days. And I remember exactly when the injury happened because it happened when the Kings during the restart inside the bubble were taking on Orlando. That's the last time we saw Jonathan Isaac play an NBA game. And so it's been a long road back. He said, I wasn't even sure if I'd be able to come back. He plays 10 minutes tonight. 10 points, three rebounds, four, seven shooting. So, I mean, obviously I didn't see it. I was, you know, at Good the Kings game. but And they know, got the win. It's, yeah. They beat Boston again.
3: <laughs> oh, yes. Again. Boston
2: has 13 losses this year. Three of them have come against the Orlando Magic. Dude. Now, in all fairness, Tatum missed one of those games. Also tonight, they were without... Marcus Smart, who was out, Brogdon was out, and Robert Williams. But, when uh-huh. I mean, you still got Tatum, Brown, and Orford, they started Blake Griffin tonight.
3: <sighs> pretty wild. Yeah, that is pretty, pretty wild. wild. Um, it, But, and you're exactly right. When you do have those other pieces, like, you still have a solid team. Um, very interesting that they just don't come ready <laughs> to play against Orlando. Yeah. Good for Jonathan Isaac.
2: Uh, by the way, one look at the NBA standings. Kings in the West, still the number three seed, 27-19. Uh, they have a game and a half lead on the Pelicans right now and a three-game lead on the Mavs. <laughs> what? I'm just, when you start seeing the separation, it's exciting. You got to keep it rolling. Let's keep it moving. You got to play Dallas twice coming up here. Oh, oh man. yeah! back to back. We are we're at this. We just finished game forty six of the season. This is when
3: I start getting nervous. I hate this feeling.
2: Just enjoy the ride, oh. like we always say. Mm-hmm. All right, should we be nice? Let's do this because uh, we are a little bit away from calling it a night. We're going to be back live again on Sacktown Sports at eleven a.m. It wouldn't be a night Jeff we didn't talk to this guy. What's up, Nick?
4: Do some mo. What Hi, Dusamo.
2: What is up, Nick.
3: man?
4: I called in I called in today. You and, did. You no, know, for those of you on the on the chat, I called in today and I gotta say why not like the
1: beam? Why not like the beam?
2: You did. That you said great, it Nick. on our first show today. Yes, I did. And you know, I'm making it grow bigger as I grow as I call in the show,
0: it's gonna grow.
3: Oh yes, oh. Nick.
2: Yes, Nick. Are you saying you're going to help our ratings? I am going to help your ratings, and I'm going to help the show grow bigger. Yes! How do you think you're going to do that? Get more people calling. I love it. Because you're famous? Yes, get
4: more people calling. Why
2: why do you think you're so famous?
4: Because I am.
2: Ooh. Okay, Nick, 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 this is where we're going to have a problem. Why? You're famous because... I no. have you on my stage. No. <laughs> you are a performer, yes. but guess who owns the stage? Deuce no. Mason. I'm the director, and I say, Nick, go out there. I <laughs> made you. Yes. Thank you. Thank Nick, you. No. Thank you. Hey. no, he's right. He's hey, right. Hey, Pick hey. those. Hey. Hey,
3: why not light the beam? Why not light the beam? No, you call me. You you
2: call me, Daddy Deuce. (laughs) Yes.
3: No, Nick. No, you're tired. You're sleepy. You don't know what you're saying right now.
2: can you uh, can you do the song for me? Okay. Fire the laser song. Yeah, it's anything. I I love that he calls it a song, but yes. Arm the laser. Arm
3: the laser. Begin laser ignition. Fire
4: the laser yes why
2: not it- nah, like me why not? Nah, nah, the, like like the the nah, like
3: you're half asleep Nick.
2: yeah nick we do appreciate you calling into our show this morning and tonight you are the best and i guarantee you you are the reason why our show will get big Absolutely. so uh, we appreciate your energy as always kings win it was fun you have sleep dreams
3: yes did you guys have donuts this morning <laughs> yes far too many nick yes <laughs> It's time for brought, bed.
2: We should have gave me some sleep Uh-oh. dreams, sleep, Nick. Sleep dreams. Sleep beams. Sleep beams. Sleep beams yes. <laughs> Nick is on fire, man. It really is. Nick Nick's big time now. Like, I'm he's...
3: the reason why your ratings are going to be bigger. That confidence right there, <laughs> lo- love Coach Nick. <laughs> those are the vibes we need everybody
4: oh whoa
3: well, joe mo had like five donuts i had one and a half which is technically two but i only ate one and a half
2: so funny i love Ace's sleep beams too sleep hey beams. uh one more to get to let's uh go to our buddy jamie by the way l- young jamie yeah uh we met him tonight at the king's game for we the first did. time he came up to us we got a chance to say hi to him what's up jamie he was there and he's gone. Wow. He probably was like, dude, I gotta go. It's like midnight. He's like I got you, school tomorrow. You guys,
3: what are we doing
2: here? Well, just know that we got the chance to meet Jamie. Did you have the picture?
3: Um, yeah. I, I put it, it to... on Discord. You did? Yeah. Oh when. Um, like way earlier tonight. Would that
2: be too hard to find? I mean here I could just go like this. I mean, I can probably find it. Hold on, I want to show the people. Okay. We gotta meet young Jamie tonight at yeah. the game. He was wearing his uh Sabonis uh, jersey, right?
3: Dude, yeah, he was oh, wearing a Sabonis jersey. Here. Let me see.
2: Oh yeah. Look at young Jamie. Oh that's yeah, that's a great quality. Great quality. There we go. Right great there it is.
3: There, there he is. Yeah. Sweet young Jamie.
2: Lee There's Adams it. mentioning in the chat Keegan is shooting fifty four percent from three over the last ten games. Mm. I already did that stat, man. Come on, Lee. You can Don't do me like bad. that. Uh Seriously, we can't thank all you guys enough for supporting us today. The fact that there are people who are in this chat tonight who are listening to us from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific time on Sacktown Sports and then here tonight after a Kings win, we appreciate you because it's a lot more fun to do this for people and to hang out with all you and enjoy these fun wins. We're going to be back at it again, 11 a.m., on Sacktown Sports, and then we'll be live following Kings and Raptors on Wednesday night. We love you guys, but we got to go. You
3: all have a wonderful rest of your night. We'll see you in the morning. See ya.
2: Deuce
3: and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. The podcast that you know
0: do After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward.